This is Scams and Cons News with Jim Grinstead. In today's news, a woman who had just lost her husband is targeted by scammers who impersonated a funeral home employee by asking the woman to pay funeral expenses by credit card. And banks are blaming their customers for not doing a better job of protecting their own accounts from scammers. But we begin with a way to help you sleep better at night. If you're concerned about your car's warranty, there are people who can help. Hi there, this is Jessica calling in regards to your Volkswagen warranty. The warranty is up for renewal. I'd like to congratulate you on your $1,000 instant rebate and free maintenance and oil change package for being a loyal customer. Call me back at 888-206. To redeem now, once again, that number was 888-206. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Well, that solves a lot of things, especially if you're a scammer looking to pay for a great dinner tonight. You've likely received a call like this dozens of times. The scammer even provides information about the make and model of your car and what year it was made. They may even be able to tell you when and where you bought it. They then ask for personal information to sneak into your bank account or get a credit card number. As for the specific information, most of it is public data, so the scammers need only to buy a list that includes the information and turn the auto dialers loose. If you want to extend your car's warranty, call your auto dealer and ask them about it. A con artist convinced the Chicago-area woman that her bank account was credited with $40,000 instead of the four hundred dollars promised her on the phone. The con asked her to wire the money back and ended up taking all the money she and her husband had saved for a new home. ABC 7 in Chicago has the details. Cheech, they took all the money of our bank account. I said, how? His wife, Margaret, tells me she received an email on her phone from what she thought was an antivirus company thanking her for her recent purchase. I said, I did not order this for $400. I certainly want a refund. She says she clicked a link in the email, saw a phone number, and called the company to dispute what she believed was an inaccurate charge. Margaret says a representative agreed to issue a refund, but then he said he made an error, accidentally refunding her $40,000 instead of just $400. She says when she checked her bank account, there it was. There's $40,000. It's in there. It's not mine. He needs it back. Margaret says the person over the phone instructed her to wire the $40,000 back to him and fast so he wouldn't get fired. Margaret says she went to her bank and wired the money as instructed. After that, I felt that was should be the end of it, but it wasn't. Margaret says the man called her back, saying the wire didn't go through. So she wired him more money, and he says he didn't get that either. So she sent more. In the end, Margaret says she transferred more than $150,000. I was sick. I was, that's my nest egg. Her husband says when he learned about what happened, he called the bank and police right away. That's when he learned that his wife fell for a phishing scam. According to the FBI's latest Internet crimes report, phishing scams were at the top of their list with more than 300,000 victims and more than $52 million in losses. A Utah woman was diagnosed with cancer. A friend found a listing on Facebook about a new clinical trial that might help. 
the woman began the application process to be part of the trial, but became suspicious about all the information that was being asked about her and stopped. The friend again urged her via Facebook to complete the application so she'd have a better chance to get into the trial. She did, but when they asked for her bank account information to pay for processing costs, she balked. This scam is not new, but what is unique about it is that the woman's friend was not involved at all. The scammer had stolen the friend's Facebook account and was using it to manipulate the woman diagnosed with cancer. Fortunately, the scammer got nothing. This is Scams and Cons News. A scammer called a woman who had just lost her husband and spoofed the number of a funeral home. He said he needed additional money for the funeral and could she provide credit card information. April 5th, just days after Dustin's death, Jennifer got a call from someone she thought was with the funeral home. And so he's saying, um, you owe forty nine ninety, And I was like, I was like, wait, what? And then he's like, it's an insurance thing in case somebody got hurt while they were at the mortuary. The scammer had spoofed the funeral home's number, so the number that came up on her phone made the call appear legit. He was saying, you can't come down here, so just give me the credit card over the phone. You can't pay me cash. You need to just do this over the phone. The FTC has been warning about spoofing scams for years. Experts say thieves often use information they've gathered on social media. Jennifer believes that's exactly what happened in her case. He called back one last time and said, we won't, we won't need that payment because we're going to refuse your business because of how rude you've been to us. So then the panic becomes, where's my husband's body and what what are they going to do with it? After making some calls, she realized uh, it was all fake. Just disgust and how monstrous people can be. So I'm just thinking of all these older widows and widowers who are going to get calls like this and not, not know and just give their credit card and have a whole nother nightmare to deal with. So she did call the authorities, but because nothing was actually stolen, she says she was told there isn't much they can do about it. A Sydney, Australia woman went into her bank seeking help after a fraudster robbed her of $97,000. The bank's response was, did your husband do it? The Sydney Morning Herald said regulators released a report from the Australian Securities and Investments Commission that found the banks collectively stopped 13% of scam payments. Of more than $558 million lost through scams last financial year, only $21 million was reimbursed. The commission said the bank should be held more accountable for customer losses. But the problem isn't just in Australia. American banks haven't been friends to their customers either, as CBS News explains. Deborah Moss has spent more than a decade running her small catering business. In 2021, she says she'd finally saved enough money to slow down and move to rural Guerneville, California. I'm not a young person anymore. I really was relying on just kind of a comfortable life at my age. But a few weeks after moving in, she says, she got a text saying her bank, Chase, wanted to know if she'd approved a $35 debit card charge from another state. So basically, it's one of those fraud texts. That's right. Did you approve this transaction? Yeah, that's all it was. Just a minor irritant in my day. And of course, I said, no, I don't approve of it. Then the phone rang, showing Chase Bank as the caller, she says. And on the other end... Hello, ma'am. This is Miss Barbara from Chase ATM. I'd like to know if it's okay if I give you a new card. And I said yes. 
a new debit card. But she says the woman told her before she could issue it, she'd need to verify Moss's identity by sending her a text message and having her read the numbers in the message back to her over the phone. And I would just repeat those numbers to her. And she'd say, that's great. Thank you so much, Miss Moss. Her new card was supposed to arrive in one to two days. But Moss says the next day, Ms. Barbara called, saying FedEx was having trouble locating her home, something Moss says wasn't surprising to her since she'd just moved. Over the next week, Ms. Barbara called several times, Moss says, each time saying there was a problem with delivery of the card and each time asking Moss to verify her identity by reading back the numbers from those text messages. Moss finally decided to go to the nearest bank branch 30 minutes from her home. And it was here, she says, a supervisor told her... He looks up at me and says, Oh no, Deborah, this has been a very active card. As a matter of fact... All the money that you had in there is gone, and you actually owe Chase $895. That's how I was told that somebody had taken all my money. Nearly $160,000 stolen. It's a lot of money. took me 12 years to, to get that money, and that was my life savings. It turns out those text messages Moss received, they were real texts sent from Chase Bank, a security measure known as two-factor authentication, used to verify, among other things, wire transfers. But in this case, the scammers tricked Moss into giving them those numbers, allowing them to evade security and wire thousands of dollars from Moss's account to their own. Six wire transfers in amounts as high as almost $48,000 in a single week. I didn't even know what a wire transfer was. I've never done a wire transfer in my whole life. Chase told Moss to file a police report, then a claim with the bank, which she did. But five weeks later, Chase denied her claim and blamed her, writing, During our review, we found you did not take the appropriate steps to protect your account from theft or unauthorized use. Bank officials said they would not reimburse her account. My world fell apart. My whole world fell apart. In response to our questions, J.P. Morgan Chase told us in a statement, unfortunately, when scammers tricked Ms. Moss into sharing her personal confidential information, her account was compromised. But this former federal regulator says of the bank... Any way you look at it, they failed. They failed her. David Weber teaches forensic accounting at Salisbury University in Maryland and is a certified fraud examiner. The bank could have required her to come in and sign the wire form in person. They left everything for her to be on risk. And now they're saying they bear no responsibility. The lesson to be learned is to not always trust when somebody asks via text, email, or telephone for sensitive banking information, or you could be left with an empty bank account. Call or visit the bank yourself to be sure what you're hearing is the truth. This is Scams and Cons News. introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy and you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing 
that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S.